Hora de Rastada, bienvenidos and thank you for joining me here at the Chicana Ghetto Perspective. I am your host, Martha D, aka La Sad Girl. First things first, I have to explain where I've been, where what was my absence all about. Well, as you all know, life. Life happens when you least expect it, right? It happens all around us every day. And as usual, sometimes it takes us away from the things that we love the most. But you know what? I'm back. Aquí estamos y no nos vamos. And I'm ready to fulfill my dream because really this is what I really want to be doing. Reaching out to, I mean, whoever wants to listen, right? And I hope that I can build my audience and just keep it going. Um, bad news first, right? My producer, Alondra, is no longer with me. She's moved on to bigger and better things. And I wish her the best of luck, man. She's still going to be helping once in a while uh, because I don't have everything down packed. So I really appreciate her and I'm really going to miss her hanging out full time, right? Good news, I guess, would be um, I'm soon to have a co-host. It's going to be Marlo. Um, super funny, super intelligent. I'm really looking forward to working with her. Um, in the meantime, I'm here, man. And, uh, you know, we're getting so close to the holidays that I, I wanted to talk about something that happens a lot during the holidays. And it's something that's not out there, right? It's not mainstream. Like, it's not at the stores. It's not in our faces. But it's happening every day. And it's putting people at risk. Um, sometimes it could be a very dangerous situation. And I'm talking about domestic violence. The beauty of the holidays and all the good things that come with it also bring out some of the worst in people sometimes. It could be due to stress, I mean financial issues, you know, the holidays. Everybody gets stressed out. They want the best for their families and sometimes we're not able to achieve that. And it just gets super scary um, that we're so stressed out, right? So it could lead to um, a lot of arguing, um, you know, over financial issues or, or, you know, different things. I mean, who knows why domestic violence happens, right? It could be a number of things. It's it's pressures, outside pressures, inside pressures, um, financial issues, mental illness. I mean, the combinations are almost endless. Nonetheless, it's a scary situation, right? And I just want to make sure that everybody's aware. And if you are, you know, in that type of situation, you know exactly who to reach out. I mean, uh, my suggestion, and that's just my suggestion, is if you get yourself into a situation, uh, please, I mean, call the authorities. Ya sea que nosotros los mexicanos no nos gusta meter a la policía, nos avergüenza. Pero a veces es muy necesario because that could mean the difference between uh, a very scary situation where people are hurt to someone coming out and defusing the situation. Uh, ya sé que la policía no tiene la mejor reputación con nosotros, pero a veces le tenemos que hacer confianza that they're going to do the right thing for us, right? Um, with that said, and staying on subject of domestic violence, I wanted to talk about this story that I read a few weeks ago. It's in our local newspaper, one that I truly hate um, because it's so juvenile, right? But, you know, we have to depend on it for our daily news. We don't have a whole lot of venues to get our news. 
So it was very concerning to me because it was about a young couple, right? As a young girl, a young guy, they have a baby. They've been, I guess, in this relationship for four years. Uh, not a good relationship based on the story that I read, right? And I read it through like a few times and it, it was very concerning to me. That's why I had to read it more than once because it's a young couple and it is a chain of domestic violence issues, right? This guy is pretty violent. The story said that this girl had been enduring uh, beatings, you know, just different types of domestic violence issues. And she endured them for four years. I, 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 I don't know why she waited this long. Um, I know that some of us, when we are in domestic violence situations, our, our self-esteem is destroyed um, because not only is it physical abuse, but it's also verbal, it's demeaning, right? They bring us down to our knees where we feel like we're nothing and we're powerless. That is understandable. I mean, as sorry as it sounds, that is the situation, right? And I know any one of us that has been involved in domestic violence, we all know how sad it is um, where, you know, they they hurt us, they beat us, they demean us, and then we get into that honeymoon phase where they promise us that it's never going to happen again. And, you know, they're, they're really sorry about the, what they did and, you know, all these things. And, and they drag us right back in into that vicious cycle. And I, I you know, that's the, that's the part that scares me because, especially with young girls, I understand everybody wants to be loved, right? And that's why another reason we stay because we think that we have this power to might possibly change somebody that's a dick to us, right? And, you know, we can't change anybody, but it, it does take some type of learning to finally come to that realization. Nosotros no podemos cambiar a nadie. Esa persona se tiene que querer el cambio de ellos mismos, a transformarse en una persona diferente, decente, más calmada. Uh, the possibilities are endless, right? Anyway, back to the story. So I, 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 as I'm reading this story, right, it's about four years of abuse. And I, I'm thinking, you know, this girl had uh, broken bones, endless bruises, all these things going on, right? She still has a baby. Uh, the relationship continues, I guess. Uh, it didn't specify whether they lived together or not. Uh, looks like they might have, right? Because he had so much opportunity. But through the whole story, I, I, I kept looking to find somewhere where the parents were involved, right? Like, yo tengo un hijo que le levanta la mano a una mujer. Yo me lo voy a chingar yo. O yo me lo voy a chingar, o la familia se le va a echar, se le va a echar encima, o le vamos a hablar a la policía, ¿no? Porque yo no voy a permitir que a mi hijo vaya a lastimar a una mujer, porque él viene de una mujer y tiene que aprender a respetarla. Si mi hijo no quiere a la mujer con la que está, que se vaya a la chingada, right? Porque hay muchas mujeres, hay muchos hombres, hay mucha oportunidad. Entonces, through the whole story, I'm looking for... A lifeline for the scroll, right? And, you know, the, what we're listening to or what I was reading is the final outcome of the abuse. But through that whole story, the mom's talking to the girl's mom, 
is being interviewed, you know, she's part of the interview, and she's talking about how her daughter had to endure four years of abuse. Let me, no, you know, esta es mi pinche pregunta. La primera vez que yo veo my daughter walking in my door and she has a black eye and I know that she's in a relationship, one, uh, a fuck no, okay? That's going to be a fuck no. The excuse that was in the story was um, that the girl, her daughter, would not tell her who was abusing her. Um, you know, I'm not going to victim shame and I'm not going to victim blame. What the fuck is she talking about? Obviously, your daughter's in a relationship with this little dickhead, right? So who else would be abusing her but him? That kind of scared me. Porque yo soy una mamá bien entrometida. Yo no voy a esperar que mi hija me explique. Ay, mija, who hit you? Who gave you that black eye, mija? Who broke your jaw? I'm not going to be asking those questions. I'm going to attack first. And by attack, I don't mean physically. But I'm going to go after the person that's hurting my child. The person that's injuring my grandchild, my grandkids. That's not going to happen on my watch. I'm not saying, I don't know this lady. And and I, I don't know what she was doing. But her saying that she was waiting for confirmation from her daughter on who the abuser was. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. Y yo no creo que conozca a otra mamá mexicana que dijera eso. Ay, mijita, ¿quién te está lastimando? Y que uno se ande esperando porque nuestra hija está queriendo resolver o, o quedarse con el vato. A mí no me importa nada de eso. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that my kid is safe the first time. Not the second time, not the third time. I'm not going to be making excuses whether the abuser is my son or whether the abuser is my daughter's boyfriend, lover, camarada, a mí no me importa. But the main point that I'm trying to make is I'm not going to wait around to see what's going to happen next because we're going to have problems, right? So the way the story was written is the mom, they waited four years, right? And now the guy has finally threatened this girl with death, which is what ultimate abuse leads to. Ultimately, the abuser is going to want to kill the victim. You know, uh, eight out of ten cases, that's what happens because there's something's going on in the background with the people, right? With the abusers, I mean, mental illness, drug abuse, I don't know. But the best recourse for women is to get the hell away from these abusers. And they, you know, we, they've been alienated because of the abuse. They've been alienated and taken away from all their means of support. So that's why our families have to be so vigilant. We have to keep an eye on and see what's happening. If they're not coming around, if they're being hurt, if they have bruises, nosotros tenemos que andar haciendo esas preguntas porque es muy importante, porque la vida de nuestros hijos, de nuestras hijas, depende en nosotros andarnos metiendo en lo que no nos importa. ¿Verdad? Es lo que nos dan a decir, que no nos importa. Pero a mí sí me importa la vida y la estabilidad de mis hijos. And I think that everybody should feel the same way. 
but I'm rambling. Anyway, back to this story, right? So after four years of abuse, this guy is, you know, he's reached the peak. He, he's threatened to kill her. There's a recording of it. Now the mom is pissed with the police because they won't get involved. He got arrested. He was, uh, you know, he was giving a misdemeanor charge. But where were the calls that would have led up to him getting a major charge? Well, they never called the police. The previous cases of abuse, there was no record of it. So what could the police charge this guy with, right? It's not the police's fault. I'm not, you know, I mean, it could have been investigated better, right? Like to, you know, the trail of abuse, but it wasn't. But I think it would have been important on behalf of the girl that was being abused, her mom, anyone in the family to keep making these police reports that would have added to a felony charge when he finally went there, right? It, it was just very concerning to me because, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's just modern day parents. Uh, I'm not a modern day parent, you know. And I don't know what that would look like if I was. Porque yo soy bien metiche. I'm asking my kids questions. I'm making sure that my grandkids are safe. And I've always told my kids, I'm not going to be one of those moms or grandmas on the news, right? That when they're being interviewed over a crime, I'm going to be like, well, I don't know what was happening. I haven't seen them in like three weeks. That's going to be a hell no. Because, you know, with me... And, and, y casi todos los papás es mexicanos. And that's not to say anything bad about anybody else, right? But I'm talking about subjects that I think I know of. Nosotros papás es mexicanos, we almost have daily contact with our kids, right? We, we want to know what's up, what kind of day they're having, qué andan haciendo, even if it's a brief conversation. So we're going to be involved, um... Y nos, nuestros hijos también están impuestos así, right? Nos hablan todos los días, a ver qué andamos haciendo nosotros. So there's daily contact. So there's no way that we would miss any type of sign of abuse. Primeramente porque nosotros las mujeres ya más grandes, we recognize vale vergas, really? You all know what a vale verga is, right? Well, we recognize that from like 20 miles away. So first of all, we're already going to be, you know, uh, looking out for behaviors that we might recognize that are not good, that are not going to benefit our daughters or our sons or, or our grandkids. So we're already looking out for them. So that was my biggest worry with this story. You know, and like I said, I read it over and over. I think I read it like maybe four or five times. And I kept looking for that part of the story where there was multiple police reports made where, you know, he had been charged previously and there was nothing like that. And, you know, the, the other thing that really concerned me because me having been and I'm not going to say a victim of domestic violence because I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And, you know, it just really, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why I just had to read the story so many times because I just wanted to find that one support for this girl. And, and, and I just didn't find it. You know, and, and again, I have to go back to the holidays where every situation may escalate. 
um, you know, from simple arguments to full-blown abuse, and, and that, that really worries me. Um, you know, there are recourses for women. Um, you may know that even though an order of protection is not much, but at least it can keep abusers at bay, right? Que se queden allá en otro lado y si se acercan, pues le hablamos a la policía, ¿verdad? Just at least so that there's that report um, so that they can reference when and if, and hopefully not, the situation escalates, right? And that's why I'm really happy that Marlo's going to be joining me because she's part of that whole process of issuing restraining orders and protecting women who are involved in domestic violence. I mean, that's not her only talent, but I'm really happy to be able to involve myself with that type. I really think that more needs to be done um, to educate our newer generation of women on how to, you know, spot abuse, how to get out of it, um, what recourses they have. And right now, you know, if you don't sign up for counseling, there's really not much. I mean, there is domestic violence um, shelters that you can go to. But as far as learning how to heal, uh, you know, the childhood traumas that leads us to look for these abusers or leads us to them, that there's something that attracts us, something that's familiar. Those are things that we do really don't have any recourses for. But hopefully in the near future that is coming up so that we can offer women in these types of situations a lot more than just an order of protection and hopefully change the locks in their home, right? So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm so happy to be back. Oh my God, you just don't know. It was killing me that I wasn't able to reach out. And like I said before, aquí estamos en nos vamos. And I am looking forward to my next episode. Man, muchas gracias, raza. I los amo. Take care.